Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. What happened? They took Walt. Mean they got Walt? What you done? This one was different. It came in a building and it just snatched him. Then we should just go. Hold on a sec. Am I the only one who saw those photos? This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Greetings, one and all, and welcome back to Film Sack, the mining, the mining, the show that mines the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. We cover mining and mining issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is episode 430, sorry, 413. I'm Scott Johnson, and apparently, have a Take issue. two! <laughs> it's uh, time for us to get deep in this, everybody. Uh, joining me today, Brian, everyone in Hollywood is a dick, Dunaway. Bunch of dicks walking around. Oh, hi. Mm. And welcome to the Skyline Helpline Hotline, where you have questions and we have, hey, is that dog wearing a sweater vest? (laughs) How may I help you today? (laughs) Why are the aliens here? (laughs) Oh, the answer to that is easy. Say, what exactly does Terry T. Money Scrubs do for a living anyway? I mean, sure, he's rich and famous, but what does he do? I mean, really do, besides his assistants. (laughs) Ha! You still have questions? Okay. I'm here for you. Why are the aliens stealing our brains? Excellent question. And if I had a brain, I'd tell you. Hey, what's the deal with that concierge? How come he's the only one who seems to have his crap together? Except when it comes to lighting fancy rich people's cigarette lighters. Should have brought his own Zippo. Mailed it. Next. Why is this movie called Skyline? Listen, kid. Go away. You're bothering me. After this crap job, I have to head over to the brain processing plant and put brains in alien mechs for 12 hours. Hey, look, pretty lights. Ooh. Out. <laughs> it's like haiku or something. It's really good. It is, yes. Uh, nice fun. job. This also, movie This movie was great material. Yeah, yes. We'll get to all that. Also with us, Randy, blue sky poops. Sorry. Blue sky poops should be avoided at all costs. Jordan. <laughs> Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. <laughs> I have a poem for you. I wrote a poem. I have. I wrote a poem for you. Okay. This is called 
This okay. is called Jared. Let's hear it. Looking out to the ridge, spacecraft filling the air, like Kirk on his bridge, lens flare. Dr. Turk being naughty, taking pictures, how dare, you're gonna get caught, lens flare. <laughs> Super high-tech space farers with a slimy, gross lair. Badass armor, but weak to axes? Lens flare. Jared, Jared, Jared. Jared? You're making me scared. Jared. 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 Lens flare. Lens flare. I love it. Also great. Oh, my gosh. Why not scared? I yeah. think scared would have been oh. funnier. Scared. That's a good point. Should have ended with scared. Listen. Listen. <laughs> you can't tell the poet what to do. That's what this I'm is true. Yes, okay. I counted the number of times the name Jared was said in this movie, <laughs> <laughs> and it was exactly three times as many times as I just said it. Yeah, Jeez. no, it's a good point. Since 2010, Jared. there've only been three kids named Jared, so uh, they really yeah. got people. Sick and of one it. of them got a diamond uh, emporium. That's right, Jared. And one of them, and one of them went to jail. Oh, and one of them oh. lost his microphone. Is on a room. One of them went to jail. There he goes. There, <laughs> there, there he am. And one of them went to jail. Nice. Well done. Uh, also, and finally with us, Brian. Hey, <laughs> Brian, and yet he keeps staring at the blue light ibit. <laughs> hey, come on down to Dimitri's Discount Telescope Store. You looking for a telescope that you can hook up to television to spy on neighbors getting frisky? <laughs> oh, boy, he's a homosexual. You looking for a telescope that can track high-speed drone battle on other side of city? That doesn't exist, but you can move your hands really fast to keep up with drones. How about state-of-the-art telescope that makes your view from 20th floor of apartment building feel like you're 100 miles north of San Fernando Valley? Again, no such thing exists, but we have telescopes. <laughs> oh, I like the yeah, focus just... on the telescopes because you uh, you really brought out my least favorite um, uh, weird um, uh, device in the film. Like yeah. That thing was so stupid. What st- it really was so stupid. It was like used so uh, unnecessarily. Yeah, I hated things. it. Right. Yeah. Just open the blinds, fool. If you're going to look at it, it's going to be the same either way. Uh, yeah. There's a billion tropes here. Like, I want to start unpacking them one by one. There's so you much. You have questions? Sure. There you go. That's like a weird multi trope. Hold on. No, that doesn't work. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was having some Skype or no. something. I did too. Okay, here you issues. go. I got it. We'll go. <laughs> There we go. There you go. Nice big four alarmer. Yeah. This the movie's got all kinds of convenient tropes. Here's the funny thing. All right. Uh, people at home, we're talking about Skyline from 2010. It's important to say that because there's a whole bunch of other movies called Skyline that have nothing to do with this, um, including a sequel to except this. For, I'm going to say except for the sequel, right? Yeah. There was yeah. a direct-to-video streaming sequel in 2017 that I didn't even know existed. And apparently another sequel in the works called Skylines. No way, really. And no way, yes. get out of here. Oh, I was kidding Lord. about that last okay, week. Well, Skylines. I think I get it because, um, okay, this is one of, story and, and plot and character-wise, easily mm-hmm. one of the dumbest movies we've ever seen. <laughs> like, really, quite literally. Like, I'm not, this is not exaggerating. This is really, really bad stuff when, that, when it comes to that. Uh, special effects-wise, one of the best movies we've ever seen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, this, this it, movie feels like this movie feels like Instagram made a movie. 
is what yeah, kind of. <laughs> and in a way, they it did. Does, like the the brothers, to, it does feel like a YouTube Red original, right. a, l- a little bit. <laughs> it felt to yeah. me, it felt to me like a hundred million dollar condo building in Santa Monica made a movie. <laughs> well, and it did, right? <laughs> like the and the building made the movie. There's a great story about that because the directors, so they're brothers. These are called the brothers Strauss. That's what they go by. But it's uh, Colin oh, and Greg Strauss. Strauss. Uh, they're known for their effects house, and they do effects work for every movie you've ever heard of. Like they're all up in everything, and so they do have some and prowess and some you know fantastic at it. They co- they commit this with some actual skill there, but the rest of it they're terrible at. Uh, but anyway, the brothers Strauss live in that condo complex and talk to the whoever into letting them use it <laughs> well, as their... so, so they decided hey let's make a sci-fi movie but let's not leave the house yeah let's basically just, well, yeah okay so that that part is just and and there's several parts of this movie that are just straight up cloverfield again yeah but yeah. that part is the most cloverfield again part of the film which is we we don't have to go very far or do anything <laughs> to have a, a movie take place sort of all around us you know yeah no you're totally right and it, and it and it feels like it it's one of those movies where how do i explain this like some movies you'll see like a, a movie that's like die hard it's set in the same building but you know, but it feels so vast and different. Here are the weird hallways with lots of steam blowing everywhere for no reason, and here's a place where John McClane's trapped in the in the uh, vent system, and then here's a place where there's an elevator, and there's where they had the party, and it's not finished up on the upper floors, and here's a helicopter pad. Like, like Die Hard has diversity to Nakatomi Plaza, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. And this and thing also, just this feels like they're in the really- same room constantly. Yeah. It never feels yeah, any different. The Breakfast Club of sci-fi films. <laughs> they even wrote. They even wrote the story so that they teased you with getting out of the room, and then you just come right back. So to that's the room. a that's a trope. A mm-hmm. huge trope yeah. in this film is we have to make it to the boat. And I was I wanted to take I wanted the movie to stop and give you options like will they make it to the boat? Will they not make it to the boat? Will they <laughs> not even make snitch, it outside the snitch? building? Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of that going on. And the thing is, I mean, Brian, uh, Ibbett's jokingly talking about Breakfast Club, but it's actually a pretty good comparison. There's this right. uh, scene in Breakfast Club where they kind of escape uh, through the, well, what's his name's in the vent telling his joke he never finishes, and then they're always running around <laughs> the halls for a minute. But it's very brief, and that's kind of what the roof scenes are like in this. Like, they get out there for a minute, they have an axe, there's a bunch of weird shit going on, The only ex- and then they're usually back in the room. But the only exception is, and we'll get to it, we shouldn't jump to it right now, but that ending is one of the most <laughs> bizarre out of left field, didn't expect yeah. it ending. And 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 the most potential for a good movie. It's like, hey, look, what we could have given you. Yeah, I kind of liked the ending. Movie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I actually yeah. think I liked the ending. The, I'm gonna I'm gonna quibble with your yeah. I'm gonna quibble with your use of the word good there <laughs> only because I don't think it's well. It's just like, oh yeah, there's a lot of potential. Yes, I agree with that. In, in like other people's hands, other complete other cr- cast, crew, filmmakers, blah 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 blah. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I get that the ending is way more ambitious than the rest of the film. It's just you have to watch the first ninety eight percent of this horrible <laughs> film to get that ending, and then it feels so disconnected. You're just like, it does. What? Yeah. Oh but, yeah, no, it feels God, like you've but, just you've entered like a. I compare it to uh, Dusk Till Dawn, the minute the vampire yes. showed up. Yes, yes. It's yes. just like, whoa, wait a minute. What movie was this? And what are we now watching? Right. And the mm-hmm. only con- yeah. the only continuous through line is that, well, it's still aliens. 
But the fact that those they, characters, yeah, and the fact yeah. that they took us in there and just went all out, like, yeah. he, he, you know, is the strangest, weirdest. Uh, there's a little Matrix in there. There's a little bit of. I don't know what to compare all that to. It absolutely felt like the Matrix 100% because I'm like, holy crap, this is an out-of-body experience. I want to know why the aliens are putting our brains in their alien mech things. I want to know what what is going on. And a tiny little part of my poem was a reference to this trope of these, uh, these aliens have incredible powers. Like they have developed technology beyond our wildest dreams, mm-hmm. and they're so freaking dirty and slimy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like, that, yeah. like that's like, what? That's one of the problems I have, uh, Randy, with uh, when when aliens are portrayed because they they give you this technology they're using, and a lot of it looks like advanced human technology, but they're not creatures designed uh, to do human technology. So, how do these aliens create this technology they have? It just doesn't. Seem well, right. and I'm okay with that though. If you're gonna, if you're gonna give me some world building and let me kind of let my imagination go, and the, I think this movie gets up to the edge of that and then goes away, and it's and it doesn't serve it very well to do that. I think it would have been more fun to to give me hints and things that would have made me have logical conclusions about why they're here, why they harvest no, humans, why do they need our brains? Can't they build these things without? Like why are human brains required for this? And right. And, if, if, and and why can you why can you pull a brain out of the back of an alien and then five minutes later he jumps back up? I'm like, what, what is yeah, that on? was pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I I mean, okay, so uh, I don't know where to start with this freaking thing. When I talked to I talked <laughs> to Ibbit about actors. it yesterday. Let's... Well, let me talk about let me talk about okay. this thing. So I had this conversation with Ibbit. He says yesterday, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but you said, um. I hated this movie, and I said, "Oh," and, he's, and then he said, <laughs> "Really?" Good. Yeah, and he says, "I'm, you know, it's one of those that you'd almost want to forfeit or or, or uh, uh, oh, veto." veto. Yeah. And yeah. I said, "Oh, really?" And he said, "Yeah," but also sometimes when I felt that way, it turns out there was a lot of discussion, and so I was like, "Well, you've seen it. Let's not, you know, make you watch a second movie in the in the last twelve hours of our uh, right. film sack." <laughs> <laughs> so so you know there was that hovering over this thing. And as I watched it, I realized, oh, yeah, he's right in every way. This is not a good movie by any stretch. It's just not. But it has this ability every once in a while to stick something in there that makes me go, ooh, more of that. Why don't you go there more? Mm-hmm. Why don't you do right. this more? And even the ending, as ridiculous as it is as a as a sort of dessert to the other dinner you had, um, it kind of just made me want more of it. Like, oh, my gosh, why don't we right. go That's, deeper into this? Right. like... Yeah, that's the, the thing the, about about actually having like some substance, right? Right. The the film, it's not like the movie is a a a, a, a look at modern special effects in 2010. It's it's actually it's actually got characters and they have interactions with each other and a plot and so forth. Like it's it's not like it's devoid of film, but like the, the my my example for how this movie is just so poorly crafted is. If you told the story just in the order that it happens, the beginning of the movie would be super, super boring. We open on an airplane. An impossibly attractive-looking couple is traveling to Los Angeles. We don't know why. And she looks like she's going to be sick. Like, no, no. So they have to start with the actual invasion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that... then go back to that? Yeah. And, that, and, that, and then you're like, oh, so you're saying to me that you have a whole sequence that's boring AF and you have to like, and, and so now that's what I'm watching. Okay. All right. No, that's but, interesting because they didn't need it. You know, 
it's a common thing for people to do this whole oh crazy cold open and then 12 yes. hours earlier 12 hours earlier yes yeah. i'm so sick of, i'm getting so sick of i'm that. sick of those too but they've been used in much better ways and this is just a useless it's not yeah. it doesn't yeah. need, like you don't need it just start with the plane yeah. i like land. i like to spin back around to what ibit had to say and then i'm going to tell ibit how i got through the movie all right okay well, all right what were you going to say right. ibit? you were going to say something so ibit, well yeah sky had mentioned oh. about uh about how you know vetoing and getting through the movie and then Oh, and I was about to say, yes. Okay, so I was going to mention that um, kind of even piggybacking on what we were saying earlier, that stuff that takes place in the alien spaceship with, you know, the, the um, what's what's her face, pregnant girl mm-hmm. and the ripping out of the brains and, and Jared becoming brain. What's her face? Alien, Jared you know? becoming Jared, Jared, Jared? Yeah, rock, yeah Jared rock becoming man. Jared, Jared, Jared. Yeah. Uh, halfway through the film, if that would have happened, I think it would have been a much better film. Like, oh, totally right. agree. Have the totally have the agree. attack. Have the apartment building stuff. Have the dude who spent eighteen seasons not figuring out that Dexter was a uh, serial killer. <laughs> right. So, uh, so I like that guy. Les Cloverfield, cool. right? Les Cloverfield, cool. and let's go into the spaceship and or, have this thing. You know, where all right, he's the brain inside that thing, and, and he's he's yeah. uh, aware. Okay, I like this. Do more of this. Mm-hmm. Or can I also suggest more Cloverfield? There were aspects of Cloverfield that kept me in suspense because I literally could not figure out where it was all going. And this movie was like, oh no, now we're going to show you the medium-sized alien. Now we're going to show you the large <laughs> alien. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I no, did, you're, you're totally right. I mean, but I liked the, like the first time I got the big walking, uh, you know, almost organic alien, you know, right. st- uh, the huge ones that mm. killed the, the doctor from Scrubs. Right, the, uh, uh, the 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 car smashing alien. Yeah, I yeah, thought those fun. were super. So fun. Those were super cool. And watching the shots at night when it's trumping through the streets and they, you know, jumps through the pool and stuff. That all looked really good. And also, trumping isn't a word, and I regret right, saying that. It is now. <laughs> uh, but but Source, uh, that that, that I'm I'm into just some blatant on the sleeve special effects porn. You know, like right. just sure. go for the go for the throat here. Make it look good. Uh, 2010 right. is now nearly, you know, 10 years ago. And uh, wait, that is 10 years. No, 2019 is more than <laughs> almost, uh, almost 20 years, years or almost 10 years ago. And it feels really g- new. It didn't look old and dated to me. Um, uh, those effects h- hold up, in my opinion. And, and I think they are interesting and they're just nebulous enough to make me go, ooh, why is the big ship like Wolverine? It can heal itself. Right. That's cool. It took a nuke. <laughs> the parade, I enjoyed the parade of monsters they had going on. It, it reminded me a lot of uh, Starship Troopers uh, and uh, in, in that, mm, that aspect. Bit. And I bit. always enjoy those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the way I got through this, Ibit, oh, this yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. Is, I, I, is I pretty early on shifted gears. The first thing they really introduced to us uh, is is Elaine, the uh, Jared's girl? Uh, she she's throwing up. Obviously, yeah. she's pregnant, right? Right. Yeah. That's the, then, it's like that's so telegraphed. And now right. now we've just expected. Oh, woman's throwing up. She's pregnant. Yeah, right. Must be. And that was and that was right after the uh, initial shot, which was of these these alien lights landing on the ground. And immediately when I saw that, it reminded me of all those science uh, films that I watched where where human semen like sperm mm. going down and uh hitting the the surface of the egg and and so right away i was thinking i was already in the mindset that this movie is going to be an allegory about the alienation of how a, a woman feels when she when she first gets pregnant and the first trimester <laughs> tri- trimester of pregnancy this beauty pains and unknowns so yeah. i kind of put all of that wrapped it and i kind of kind of went in 
that angle. Yeah. And so and I then was you went. Go, yeah, then how'd you went, that oh, work out for you? Yeah, right. it, it worked out okay because <laughs> no, I was like, okay, this is working okay. Disagree. Disagree as well. They did. Hey, if that was that, their job, they did a terrible job. You can't disagree job. with my personal take no, no, on no. how I enjoy a movie. No, no, no. But I'm not saying that. that. I'm not saying that. way of getting through it, though. That's hilarious. Like, yeah. talk about a, 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 a quarter pound of sugar to help the medicine go down. <laughs> Oh, that's a lot of sugar too. But yeah. It's also, it's also a a uh, tablespoon of uh, vanilla ice cream added to a bucket of right. shit doesn't uh, make it into oh. any any, hey, look, percentage, look, look. any measurable percentage of ice cream. Look, going going in, I knew this. I I could tell from the outside this was going to be crap. So I had to find a way to digest it. I, yeah. And I want to sure. and I want to applaud you there because I really I like there were moments where I was enjoying this movie and I thought to myself. Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna just be sitting here, like feeling like I don't. I've never seen movies. I don't know how to talk about movies. Like, what am I doing? How, how am I allowing myself? And that. And I realized that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's totally fine sure. to find a reason that you like a plot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like I'm just. I'm just saying that the. You know the allegory that you you brought up didn't resonate with me at all where it works for me is when there was stuff trying to get them and they were trying to not be got and that was great no problem good action nice suspense really good sound work creepy sounding aliens with mm-hmm. you know intense moments of of uh those things really grabbed that old man and pulled him in hard like that kind of stuff is co- it was fine with me like all of that was fine it's just anytime they had a down moment and they could sit and have a chat that I wanted to poke my eyes out and eat glass. Like they I mean, were it's, so it's too bad, bad at that. because they got we got Eric Balfour who is amazing to look at. He's such a he's such a screen presence in my opinion. He just is that the one that looks like Scott Bayo's little Jared. twin brother? Yeah, okay. that's the one that looks Jared. like the devil from a pack of uh, bicycle playing cards. Yes, he's the devil. <laughs> he basically okay, looks but like other Satan. people do get the Scott Bayo look, right? A yeah, little, right. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and, I don't like the mustache uh, thing he's got rocking, and I liked him oh on twenty four. Oh my gosh, that wasn't a mustache. <laughs> Whatever it was, <laughs> it was a little bit of it like a John. That was Waters chocolate milk. Come on, alien, alien goo on his upper lip. <laughs> Yeah. I was really glad to see uh, any, anything Brittany Daniel does. I've loved her since Joe Dirt in the 80 that 80 show. I don't know if you ever watched that that brief follow up to that 70s show. It was called she that 80s show. Blonde one? Blonde one. Yeah, yeah. She was the, yeah. Brittany, she's Candace. She's the one that was getting cheated on. Oh, uh, she was she right. was dating T Money. She's Terry. the alcoholic who wanted to smoke in front and, of the pregnant. Yeah, and right. for me it's yeah. Donald Faison. Donald Faison oh, cannot yeah. do any wrong. And he right. has I feel like he has such amazing chemistry with anyone. And it's like, oh, this is so sad for as an actor though, because he's forced to play the friend in Clueless, the friend in in Scrubs, right? Right. He's not like the the main thing. And in this movie, as soon as I saw him, I'm like Oh, he gonna die. Yeah, he's gonna die. Yeah. He he's literally, by die. the way, this is, a, this is a throwback to 2009 film sack. Black guy died first, straight yeah, up. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, he of the first, of the main characters saw. of the characters. Oh, right. Yeah, he's out. Like he wasn't sure. the first to to die for sure. We saw lots of people die before that, but he of like the people. Like as soon as he as they split up into the cars, I was like, oh no, don't split up, don't split up. Oh no, the people who <laughs> split up are gonna die. And it, like, of course, yeah, it's a straight up. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Uh, he's he's good. He's compelling and an interesting actor. I also think Daniel Zayas, who plays Oliver, who's the one Brian was talking about from Dexter, mm-hmm. uh, is a compelling dude. I think his job in I like in, him a lot. Yeah, yeah, his his job in movies and TV should always just be he's the detective's partner. That's just kind of how I see him. Um, but yeah. in, but in this, it's okay. He's kind of a slime ball. Lives in the upper floor. Uh, don't know what he does, but now that the poops hit the fan, he's got to kind of try to take charge or whatever. 
But when they were in his apartment or wherever they were, where they had the telescope, I don't know whose apartment that was supposed to be or whose uh, condo. It was always it was always Doctor Turk's apartment. The oh, entire yeah, thing. Exactly. Okay, yeah, so that was Turk's was thing. Deal. All yeah. right, so that thing. Dr. Turk's apartment. The, the greatest the greatest party centerpiece ever created. Ah, you know, let's let's start looking around. You guys all watch the TV. I'll find us something good to watch. Uh-huh. We'll we'll scan around for people getting BJ's. And by the way, if you were that rich, you'd have one of those telescopes that hooks up to the TV. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't just make people walk over and look through. That's it. right. I agree. Oh, but right. anyway, so right. the point is like uh he's that room sucked because it was just one disappointing moment after one euphoric moment after another. So they would have this like, oh, here come the drones. They're going to do good. Oh, the drones are doing bad. Oh, here comes a <laughs> here comes a stealth fighter is going to get one of those missiles off. And it looks like a mini nuke or something. Oh, sweet. It hit the thing. We've done it. We've killed it. Hooray. Oh, it regenerates. <laughs> it was this Man, constant. Right. just brant, 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 brant. And I hate, I mean, I don't mind the action. But I'm like, all right, we get it. None of this is going to work out. And in fact, it doesn't really work out for the best in the end. It's bad. They both get sucked up into the thing. Uh, Everyone else seemed to get sucked up really fast. They had enough time to sort of, you know, do carousel and make out on their way up. (laughs) So so the question really, I mean, that's the way I was feeling too. But I guess in the end, that unknown, uh, everything is scary, but they're not necessarily, they never really say that they kill us. Because we see a lot of our brains getting sucked up and then put into these alien bodies. So we're not, are we well, technically dead? Our bodies are dead. Yeah, our bodies are, like, basically, unless but, you're pregnant. What makes, what makes us us? I mean, the brain, right? Well, even the pregnant yes, ones, weren't they doing the, something to them, extracting the babies or something? And then he stopped the one. Them, we didn't get that far. Yeah, right? we didn't get that far. But the lady, the pregnant lady next to her seemed like something real gnarly was happening to her. Oh, she she was not happy. No, and I couldn't tell. <laughs> I don't know. Getting sucked into an alien ship and and dropped into a pile of uh, headless, uh, brainless. Right. Spawn. I think that's some pretty gnarly. Those and, and right. I'm given labor. Great. Right. Yeah. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's labor. <laughs> she was. She was given labor. <laughs> well, I mean, the main chick wasn't. She was having. No, no, no. She's just main. nervous. No, the lady next yeah. to her. The lady next to her, like she was like near full yeah. term. I she just wish somebody. I just wish these people yeah. were more likable. I found nobody very likable. Um, right. Even right. even the yeah. most likable were kind of unlikable, and so you did, you Jared. Didn't like, Jared's kind <laughs> right. of unlikable. You didn't like David David Zayas. He's uh, fine. Oliver, the concierge. No, I mentioned him, and I think he's great as an actor, and I think he's right. good. He think he's fine here. I just he's not likable though. Like likable no, in the character, I mean. Like I just find he's them... like he's ready to pop off at a moment's notice at Jared just because Jared, you know, looked into the blue light for too long and has uh has uh, sketchy black stuff on his chest right. now. Yeah, I, so, uh, yeah, but what, isn't that how you would treat someone who was a zombie essentially? Because that's what we're looking at here, right? Yeah, but, but it seemed like he was he was against him from the get go. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, from the get go. Because well, he know, was part of that loud party. Oh, you're part <laughs> of that loud right. party. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's but how I, I felt too. Though I was, to. totally, on, yeah. I I was felt, totally on David Zayas' side, though. I was like, "Yeah, punks." I don't like the, the high-rise building. I don't like the stereotype of the very old widower who's just who's got a dog attached to him twenty-four-seven. There's something about that I don't like. Walt's dog. I and, thought that was I actually thought that was like one of the more humanizing moments in the movie. It's just so I, easy. I felt, I felt pretty. I felt pretty strong about that. Like there, somebody had an idea for a scene that would actually work and make sense. It's usually and, a lady, it, though, right? Like it's mer- rarely yep. is it a dude. It's almost and always of course, a lady. Yeah. And of course, it doesn't make sense in a technological way. Uh, again, people with super high advanced technology 
would not cross the vast distances of space and then creep around in your living room so slowly. Oh my God, hurry yeah. up. Yeah, well, looking. see, that's what was making me curious because if they just wanted to eliminate us, they would just, yeah. you know, come yeah. through and just burn us down. Pretty but they were harvesting. They didn't have to pick us off one by one. And Yeah, yeah. they were harvesting. So, they, so. yeah, Do their species need brains to survive, but not like eating brains like zombies do, but just like putting, right. taking brains out, uh, noticing the different colors of the brains, and then putting them in the appropriate... Uh, right. This brain is blue. It, was, it was also a little yeah. bit all over the place in terms of where the procedure <laughs> should take place. So the spider one in the garage took that, <laughs> that poor freaking milk toast guy, sucked him in. Yeah. They killed it, they thought. And then he comes, he gets rebirthed out of it, and she's like, "He's alive!" And they go get him, and then it gra- it comes back to life, grabs him by the head, and does the procedure. But then later, I'm like, "Oh wait, this is all automated up here in the big ship. What are they doing? Why were they? What was the one off in the garage? Right. They, was that to freak yeah, everyone they out? Like, they like squirrel those away, like in their in their little cheeks, and carry them back up. Or? I don't know. Oh, their little vagina face in the front. That was, yeah, little mm-hmm. yeah, little squirrel those things away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like a it. little recliner in there. Like it's perfectly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if you're Maybe gonna, the movie should be called Recline instead no of Skyline. Right. But if you're gonna if you're gonna just like look for all these inconsistencies, you're gonna have a really bad time because it's oh, yeah. it's really not a movie that cares about lining up its science fiction. Mm. It just doesn't. Mm. It like we're we're mm. trying to present you with these awesome special effects and and sound design. There's great sound design in this movie, I and agree. it's like we're not gonna give a lot of thought to how these aliens are so freaking amazing and fast and powerful and a woman kills one with an axe. You know, yeah. like we're just not going to think about that. Yeah, and I I'm, yeah. and again, I'm okay with that to some level, but I I just think the technical um level here is high enough that it made me want them to align it more. And it wouldn't have mattered in a lesser movie. Like in this one um because the tech end was so well done, but then everything else was so not well done mm-hmm. that it made the tech really stand out. So I was like, okay, well, what I really want is not to talk to you people. I want to see more about where these aliens come from, what they do and why they're doing it. Or at the very least, I want to see some just weirder shit. And they gave that to me in the end because that got real weird at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and, I, and, I, and I came away happier as a result because the ending, like I said earlier, the ending is really something like it's just the it, ending is something it, and, and it the makes me it makes me want to watch the, part two uh, yeah. right and you get the uh did you guys i know netflix likes to start recommending the next thing for you to watch immediately Jerks. and the the little screen or the big screen then squishes down the little screen did you go back up and watch the little screen no. because what happened? oh yes no. the, I did. The, the between the credits so basically is like they show a credit and then it's like a 3d rendered scene of new uh jared x beating the crap out of uh out of an alien and really? then they Dang show it. another credit and then it's like jared x beating the crap out of another alien one wow. of the Dang one of Netflix. the film one of the filmmakers has like a cousin that came along and was like hey i've been doing some really good uh you know 3d graphic design uh, you want uh, and they're like hey why don't you storyboard for us a few more scenes that happen after this right. movie and we'll just throw them on the credits that's well, what happened look at their why don't you make why don't you make the best part of this movie uh, and then we'll uh, <laughs> we'll just relegate it to the end credit sequence. <laughs> I mean, what you should do here. Okay, so I'm just gonna roll through these credits. These guys share. These brothers share the same credits. Not directorial. We'll talk just visual effects for a second. Uh, sure. They started with Black Sheep somehow. That's a weird thing. Black Sheep. The uh, yeah, Chris Farley. The Chris, Farley? Farley? The Chris really? Farley David Spade movie, which is super weird. 
But then they started to go uh, with stuff you would look at and go, oh, yeah, lots of special effects. They went Nutty Professor, Volcano, Titanic, uh, The X-Files, uh, Blue Street, Galaxy Quest. Uh, let's see. I'm going to skip some of these because they're small. And we're they, not saying they were the directors or writers or filmmakers. They were they were working their way up in the uh, effects and processing. Yeah, they're the effects guys. The so they have like 3D effects supervisor, uh, head of 3D for episode one of Band of Brothers, which is weird. Um, but then they start really go uh, going hard here, like, uh, let's see, Terminator 3, uh, Constantine, Triple X, State of the Union. Now they're visual effects supervisors, meaning they're in charge of everything. And they do everything from 300 to X-Men, all a bunch of the X-Men movies, three or four of the X-Men movies. Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, The Incredible Hulk from 2008, the, the what's his name one, Ed... Edward Norton. Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Uh, and then, uh, f- let's see, Avengers. They were f- the effects supervisors over Avengers and a bunch hmm. of a bunch of MCU stuff. X Men Apocalypse. Most recently, Rampage, Geostorm, Baywatch, <laughs> uh, Rampage, President <laughs> Down, whatever the hell that is. Oh, uh, that, that's the new one, right? It's the next one, right? Is it? Maybe it's not done yet. But anyway, the, my point is, like, they're they got chops. Like they do. They're they're hired for everything big, and this yeah. was their chance to go. Yeah, what if we did a thing? Me and you, come on, brother, let's make a deal. And and they made oh, a thing. You could argue that maybe this was intended to be more of a um, uh, a show reel. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's right. make something that we could just use as a show reel. Let's not waste any time on storyline or plot or anything like that. But let's go ahead and make something that we can put on our resume to show people. Hey, here's the kind of uh, special effects that we can do. It's not a bad. It's not a bad call. Like that's kind of what this feels like, and maybe that's what it acted like for yeah, them. Right. Maybe that helped them in that way or whatever they hey, there's a lot they, of stuff they in the, made money they yeah made they, money. Best they of, the best part of the trivia for this for me was filming only cost five hundred thousand dollars while right. the digital effects cost an additional 10 million yeah yeah True story it's not surprising so right? that means they didn't pay they didn't pay eric balfour and scotty thompson and all britney daniels no, no money not. probably no. not yeah. Yeah. paid them like it sounds yeah. like they got paid nicely Scale. like like Rate. yeah I, I'm not well above scale but i i'm just saying like i would I, I could see Dr. Turk going and, and saying, you know, I'll, I'll take $85,000 for five days of, of acting, mm-hmm. you know, in your stupid condo. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, really. I'll get exactly. for that. No yeah. problem. Like, and by the way, we're going to actually just put you up at the condo yeah. while we're filming. Is that <laughs> yeah. cool? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. In fact, Bring you'll literally be in bridge. my spare room. Uh, you'll be in my that's spare the room. Thing. Like usually, and the, the thing that kind of turned me off about this movie is I'm I got, I've gotten used to actors acting and having like space to really find characters and lines and so on, and this really felt every scene like someone said to them five minutes before, "You're gonna stand over here. We're gonna put the cameras right here. You're gonna say this and you're gonna say that." Okay, okay, and then they did it, and then they were like, "All right, we got it." Mm-hmm. Like right. it, every single time someone was talking, that's yeah. how so, it felt. Unrehearsed. So Right, Faison should have. This was this was uh, during the wrap up of Scrubs, so he must have like he he rolled right out of this right into into this film. Scrubs so, ended in 2010. I didn't know that. It's yeah, crazy. 2010. Yeah, March 17, 2010. I always think of that as a 90s only thing, and it was done before the 2000s. But I know that's not right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just in my. Head I always get. I always. I I forget yeah, that Malcolm in the like- Middle was later. It always felt much earlier. Oh, yeah. that always felt like a 90s thing to me too. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Malcolm in the Middle is newer than people think. I mean they. It, it kind of ended and then <clears throat> and then Walter White shows up in Breaking Bad like it was right. literally <laughs> like a week later he got the other job 
but it doesn't feel like that. It feels like such a different mm-hmm. era. But um, yeah. so they, uh, you're right about them spending what they spent. It was also completely financed by the brothers Strauss. Uh, we got this. They had no assistance from a major studio, which may explain some of the problems with it. But also, I don't know, whatever. It's their little passion project. And it was shot entirely at co-director uh, Greg Strauss's condo building adjacent to Marina Del Rey, uh, but technically located in the city limits of Venice, Los Angeles. Uh, by the way, I agree with the girl that said, um, I hate L.A. I agree, I hate L.A. I, hate <laughs> I, think, it's, I, think, it, I think it was actually kind of cool. Like the setting, one of you uh, referred to it as Hollywood earlier, but it's like it was far away from Hollywood as you can get in Los Angeles. No, that's like, a good point. It's, uh, yeah. They had this, there was this view of Los Angeles, you know, like fr- like they're from a distance, yeah. and I genuinely thought they were going to cross the street and get in a boat. Like I really did, yeah. and it was it was yeah. a letdown that they didn't because yeah. it right. would have it would have had this symbolism of them getting even farther away from L.A. Yeah. and they didn't. And then you'll find right. out the aliens are allergic to water or something weird. And that, yeah, exactly. I felt like I, that's where we're going. Yeah. I was worried. For the record, for the record, I love L.A. as long as I don't have to drive anywhere. Yeah, if you don't have to drive there. And by the way, there's a shot earlier when he's in the he's. They got to the airport and they're now in a uh, limo getting driven to Turk's house. And yeah. they show this shot, this helicopter shot of the car. And uh, there's music playing from the 2000s of them driving down the freeway. And it's this stretch of freeway for, I don't know, 15 seconds. No other cars there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, there's no way that's realistic at anybody's vision. Filmed at five in the morning yeah. on a Sunday. Complete bullcrap, <laughs> that. Uh, but anyway, this, here's the other little bit that I thought was interesting technically. Shot entirely on the new red cameras with the Mysterium X chip. Now, why that's interesting is because that is owned, that chip and its technology and its patent is owned by the Strauss brothers. So they're a weird pair, man. It made me want to know more about them. Like, just from a, like, who the hell are these guys? Like, they've got their yeah. hands in every every special effects house ever, everywhere. And they poop out this one shitty movie, and then they're back to work on more cool stuff. And they own the patent on like the most popular filming gear in 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 all of Hollywood right now. It's all about red cameras right now. Like that's uh, it. That's a lot. If you're I, shooting digital, you're really, doing red. That's what you. Use. I was I was really really impressed with red in 2010 and 2011. But then I went to work at a company that has a lot of actual filmmakers and people who really, really know their stuff. And they taught me that, you know, Red has a bunch of drawbacks and they prefer to use other equipment all entirely. And oh, no. it kind of like, it, you know, like there's just uh, there, you can't have it all in that kind of uh, technology. You just can't. Oh, no, no, you'll so, never. But there, there was a hot moment there where they were like. Everybody, sure. all everyone was using them, and it was like. And by the, the way, th- we gotta keep saying 2010, 2010. Like this is not a brand new movie. Mm-hmm. This is at the beginning of our existential dread phase in all of entertainment. Not right now. Like right now, we're trying to actually escape existential dread being the only thing anybody ever entertains us with. But back then, this was kind of new. This whole thing that it was going to slowly all go to hell, the whole movie, and end badly, mm-hmm. like. There, there weren't. It wasn't everything in 2010, is what I'm saying. No, that was in fact that's the year they started. Uh, Walking Dead was 2010. So, so you're right. Like the, the push into into television in particular, uh, for apocalyptic storytelling, as a new phase for us to go through or whatever our little uh, trend hadn't really started, or it was just getting started. Um, you know, maybe even Cloverfield predated that, but that was like what the year before or something or a couple years before. Yeah. 
whatever it was. But um, like now, like yeah, roll forward a couple of years, and you just have so much entertainment that's just like, you know, uh, people are people actually were bristling. You know, like people who didn't have any idea what they were getting into with Game of Thrones were mm-hmm. really bristling the first couple of seasons because it was killing off the characters they liked so fast. And they're like, I don't want my entertainment to be like this. But that's exactly where it was all going. Uh, this movie was actually sort of like, uh, I don't want to say cutting edge and as far as that goes because it's all very depressing. But mm-hmm. it was at the front of a trend. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably true. This didn't set the trend, but it was a, it was early. Because nobody saw this. <laughs> I right? Mean, it, it was a huge disappointment at the box office by most accounts. But they made money in the long term like because it was cheap, you know? Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, exactly. All they had to do was make yeah. $10,500,000 more. <laughs> Anything above that is... Uh, Sharknado is, wished it had this kind of money. Yeah. You know yeah. what I noticed? They almost had... I thought they were going to do it, and they didn't do it. I thought they were going to have a, a, a the, the dog was a chicken moment. Like on MASH with that dog. I thought the dog was going to, I thought he was going to smother the dog and the dog would die. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't choke out uh, Walt Jr., by the way. Right. No, if his name was Buster, why was he wearing a a, a sweater vest with a W on it for Walt? Uh, That was weird. Was that, was that one of his name? His name is Buster uh, Walston. Buster Waltz, maybe. I don't know. Walt Walston, fantastic. Buster Walston. Yeah, it maybe. felt it felt very strong to me that that was Buster. Yeah, but I kept thinking, oh, the dog's gonna die. Dog's gonna die. And I don't yeah. think the dog actually died. He might be our chick in the bucket because all it did was made old man McGillicuddy have to chase the dog, and then that then the robot got the old man or the, yeah, the did creature. They, did they, that's more questions. Did they want dog brains? Did I, the bu- <laughs> they got these little tiny four-legged aliens they're putting dog brains into? Yeah, like, I, those I mean, are the flying ones that take drones out. Those are dog, <laughs> right. dog brains. It happened, in, it happened in Invasion of the Body Snatchers with the weird dog, with the weird human head on the dog. Oh, I mean, yeah. so. oh that face on it. I love that. That's yeah. so good. I always love, That's one of our great film sack moments. Uh, was, I was going to say something about the 2010 nature. Oh, is that um, we were doing this show for a year when this came out, which is a weird feeling. Think of that for mm. a second. This movie was brand new. It wasn't even out. It wasn't even a thing. They were filming it when we started Film Sack. Right. Think of that. But oh. we could feel it. The for- it, We felt a disturbance in the force, and we knew yeah. we had to start a podcast like this specifically to get here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Mm. Uh, but okay, okay, early on in the movie, the aliens, I, <laughs> I can't get away from this, but in the movie, in the early on in the, in the movie, they're sucking multiple people up like a vacuum just yeah, tearing Hooper. buildings mm-hmm. apart and going so why were they cherry picking through the condo so they they clearly have the technology to get lots and lots of brain carriers as fast as possible yeah. but they apparently their need was way higher than that like and that's a that's a supposed to be something you realize and it fills you with dread like wow they came all this way they got all those people and they're still needing so many more but right. instead it leaves you with this like oh they're kind of like t- ticky tacky aliens who just kind of like you know like they came to la but like over in india there's a billion people like what what you know like it was stupid idiots you know mm-hmm. right well i guess it was all going on in in parallel right because they, they jumped around a couple of cities there were all you always u.s cities but uh no there was no, hong kong they showed the was london hong kong london hong kong um oh they did show yeah, london. yeah london, you could see that carousel yeah and you saw big ben right. there and stuff and then in the my favorite was the vegas streets that was cool yeah. watch that right. get torn up 
This right. reminds me. Looking this reminds me of <laughs> right. Their their actions remind me of like uh, eating a bag of uh, M and M's. Like you know, you just first of all, you just you just Hoover in as many, many as you can, and then you know, like digging around in the bag and just got to get those last. <laughs> you know few. what? And that's if you drop not, one under the couch, you're going for it. That's not bad, actually. Right. That's a pretty. I think that's the entire thing. I think they're sick of vacuuming. <laughs> they're they're overwhelmed with it all, and they're like, you know, I don't know if I, I wanna, want any more of these. I'm gonna I, find I, a good see, one. I don't. I don't eat M&Ms like that, but I do eat Pringles like that. Yeah. The first third of the can come out in a stack. Yeah. And then after oh, that, right. you're like yeah. getting another one one at a time. You're like, how long are my are my fingers growing right now that yeah, I keep right. getting one more and one more? Yeah, maybe it's like that. Or it's like a you know trying to find the, the sunflower seed that doesn't take as much work to open or right, right. that sort of thing. So you're just digging through these condos going, oh, I'm so full, but I need another brain. I'll take this whole uh, Let's go to the good part of town. This is where the rich brains live. <laughs> right. Exactly. I, I, also, really I also think the movie really doesn't even want to portray the military. And it's like we, we kind of have to or it's so unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And so they do, but they don't really try. You know, the military is just like an afterthought and they're kind of useless and that's sad to well, me because i like if i could rewrite this movie halfway through it all of the people that you've met so far would die and then we pick up with the military guys doing oh, badass things. a whole different movie yeah like See, there you go. The aliens half. basically yeah um what uh and, and if you're the military is really the best place for you to go is on top of an apartment building several <laughs> miles from where the the spaceships are yeah and only, no, only they, three they, they of bring you. a freaking battleship in into the <laughs> Santa monica harbor yeah right, no yeah. they would have done so much more than they did putting three guys on the roof flying a bunch yeah. of unmanned drones and i don't know that was the most tepid response say, i'd ever seen but yeah that that but i gotta say that i was getting pumped when that one uh, stealth uh, drone was g- going in and just just flying through all this, that was some of the mm. best dogfights no, I have was, seen. It was in the movie great. Yeah, well, that's the time. special effects. That's the special that effects. Talking, right? Totally I mean, agree. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah. all of that stuff looked me, great and was intense and awesome. Well, I gotta write this down. Excited, by yeah. the way, it makes me very excited yeah. for Space Force. Yes, yeah, Space, so Force. Glad we've space, got space Force. Force. Oh, aren't you glad we finally we've got a Space Force? Oh, finally, man. Space Force. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing this down though. I'm I. Uh, there's a moment when I'm really liking this crappy movie. Oh, that's the right. special effects talking. No, it's true. Right. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Uh, yeah. All right, so there are two things that drove me absolutely up the wall, and I need to get them out. So here they are. You already know not to look at the blue light, but you keep staring at them all the time. You know well, not to do like, it. You've seen drug, the effect. It's, right, it's a, it's a drug addict thing, kind of, right? Is it? I don't think about... so. I think they're just trying to look, and then they're going, oh, shit, that's yeah. right. I get hooked on this when I look at it. I'll, like, bet, I'll bet I can look at the blue light this time. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah, that's that drove always, me But that's always, a good, that's always a good plot device uh, in any story to uh because human nature is to look right well, our curiosity well what's really funny is no i i completely fun. agree with you like there's a real tension there to, to want to look but that's right. what made like it's literally the basis for bird box which is a good movie yeah unlike this and bird box <laughs> is great because they make an entire film about people f- having to force themselves not to look Right. And they put blindfolds yeah. on all day and they have to go around blind or else they are going to have this. It was exactly the same idea, in fact. It's just if you look at it, you suddenly your eyes get all weird and you get gross and, Bird and you Box, kill yourself. Bird Box, the new sequel to Skyline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody <laughs> knew. Nobody knew Bird Box was a sequel to the Skyline. The better sequel. It totally is. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that drove me crazy was this conversation, which I understand because you don't want to be smoking around people who are pregnant. But uh, the, hey, stop smoking, I'm pregnant bit it made me laugh out loud and here's why. 
<laughs> Literally, the air everywhere in uh, in that <laughs> condo and everywhere outside of it is now full of so many disgusting particulates, exploded yes. out cement and garbage and junk, like 9-11 style, with mm-hmm. like, uh, not only that, but you've got the, um, the, the dirty nuke that was used to try to destroy the ship. That was mm-hmm. a huge mushroom cloud. There's no way that's not putting off at least some radiation. I'm thinking to myself, Alien farts. yeah, all, <laughs> all of that stuff is in the air, <laughs> and you're worried about her one cigarette. You got right. way bigger problems, lady, way bigger. And you're also like, what, <laughs> two weeks in to your pregnancy? Like, right. knock it off. And this is what, and this is what uh, prompted me for my so many questions but distractions, which was to constantly build the tension of this invasion, but then occasionally to drop back into everyday worries uh, to, to distract you from yes. any you know true questions. That's, you know what? You just said it better than I did that whole thing. That's exactly what I was getting right. to. And it's and it's so I, I understand the desire to do that to kind of make it personal and human again, but you're being chased by big tentacled monster creatures that if you look at will kill you, and if they stab you they'll kill you, and if they take your brain they're going to kill you. Like they have all of these reasons to die, plus all this crap you're going to be breathing in anyway, and you're worried about the cigarette. Like stop it, stop, I, stop it. it. Yeah, uh, I just didn't I didn't hate that so much because like that's that's what you do when you're making a film you mm-hmm. uh, you know Titanic isn't about the boat and it isn't about the iceberg it's about these oh, people about and, the their, and their idiosyncrasies and their, and their and new relationships and their love that will never die yeah it's about the and necklace yeah and, it. and it's about sharing but, a platform but do you know <laughs> what I mean like, <laughs> like as as horribly cynical as this sounds you know some some uh, filmmakers are going to sit around and say, well, what if we, what if we do Titanic only it's an alien invasion that's killing off most of the people. And, you know, the people are, uh, you know, still struggling with their interpersonal relationships and heartbreak and cheating. Right. Like, like I, I'm, I, I am trying really hard to not compare this movie to Titanic, but you can understand the filmmakers thoughts when Mm -hmm. it's like, if you don't have all that stuff, if you don't have a character freaking out because she's just found out she's pregnant and there's a cigarette, like if then it's just a husk of a movie that's about some, you know, aliens. Yeah, I I get that. And they, and every movie needs to try to humanize its characters. That's how we relate to them. Otherwise it's just unrelatable, but the, the better, attempt here of making a small independent cost less less uh involvement of studios kind of movie would be district nine in my mind that movie succeeds in doing uh, i know dunaway's not a giant fan but uh succeeds in doing what i what i think they set out to do and it does it with both glorious special effects but also a very humanized story about a weird alien thing and and that's a that is to me I, I I couldn't help think of that movie this whole time I watched this because I just thought well that's how you do it like that over there was that's what you're supposed to do you still retain the blood and the guts and the freak out and the and the strange and the weird and the crazy but you've humanized it on all these different levels um, you've got the main you know human characters that are very humanized but at the same time you also have a great allegory going on here about you know separating society by class and race and these aliens make it, uh, you know, possible to talk about that in a science fiction movie without it being too politically, you know, of a hot button. Like all those things, you're humanizing the hell out of it. This movie didn't know how to do that. This movie was just like, here's really cool stuff, and then dumb people talking, and then really cool stuff, and then dumb, dumb people talking. Like, 
it's just a yeah, constant. That, that was that's where it fell for me too, because the like you said earlier, Scott, the the characters are not really likable because we're we're putting these as we we set our whole situation at, at these very uh very vapid people. They're very you know they're they're, they're the surface of society of just no depth at all. So yeah. I, that that made it harder to like. Well, let's face it. It's, for part of the movie, we're, we're we're rooting for the aliens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, by the end, I was totally rooting for him because I was like, oh, okay, sweet. Well, now we're up inside the colon of this thing. Let's go. And I have to ask, and I realize this might be a paradox of a question, but are they actually vapid people, or do they just look vapid? And and by that I mean, maybe don't put insanely good looking people in every role in your movie you know what i mean like mm-hmm. right like, it's just like i get it like this is why they work in hollywood as actors but um I, like i i couldn't help but think of the movie sideways and how when you think of wine snobs you probably don't think of a dumpy looking balding guy mm-hmm. and so like that movie really turns you upside down at from the start and so then this person who kind of looks like the rest of us is sort of relatable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's also a great, great, great actor. Well, yeah, but like, yeah. for all I know, these could be really, really great actors. And I'm just like, man, they're so skinny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not going to drink the effing Merlot. <laughs> no, 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 he's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it irritated me that Eric Balfour's character, Jared, was uh, was this painter and he was doing so i guess he was doing well he like he was doing really well for himself uh not as good as terry and what was terry doing i never understood any of it because terry would bring up things like hey you're good with computers i'm like wait computers yeah i thought he was a painter exactly what's he doing like they never we never did talk about it specifically what the job was that he wanted him to come out and do right yeah at first it made it sound like you're my guy i need you to do this yeah at first it made it sound like he was coming out there specifically for a, a job that he was going to get with him. And then when they had that horrible conversation at the party, the one guy says, Oh, it's good to have you on the crew. And mm-hmm. then I thought, Oh, is he, is he dis- disappointed? And is his girlfriend disappointed that the, does the crew mean that's less than what he was supposed to do? Like, does that mean like the real crew crew? No, like you're just, on, it was just the surprise that, uh, that he was getting invited out there for a job and that, uh, he hadn't talked to her about it yet. And d- did he know? And she didn't, was that the deal? No, they both found out at that point that that's the reason that he well, was out Well, then why there. was she so bitchy to him about it then? Because that... you, she assumed that he knew and didn't tell her. Oh. And he was just finding out about it at that moment as well. Okay. Also, apparently... I can't believe I've explained it in this stupid movie. <laughs> apparently, the instant you get pregnant, your hormones oh. turn you into someone who doesn't know regular things and questions everything. And, <laughs> right, exactly. Like, really, they were really pushing that angle. Like, that she mm. was... She was just a caricature. It's it's a shame. Yeah. Maybe the whole movie is just her having a bad dream in her early pregnancy be, with morning right? sickness. Right, like a, a weird pregnancy fever dream. Yeah. That would have been great if she woke up from it at the end and I somehow I would have liked the movie better. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have. But right now talking about it, I think I would like the movie better if they ended it that way. <laughs> it was all just a dream. Yeah. It's very weird. All right. I, uh, One last trope. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I've got some uh, clips. They're short, though, because... Honestly, the movie doesn't have great dialogue, of even dumb dialogue. It's just kind of talking. Yeah. So, And then action. Tons of action with no talking. So I've got like five and of these. Apparently the least effective way to hang uh, sheets up in your windows. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? Oh my Give gosh, me a break. 
with the blinds. I'm so tired. I am. I I watched this movie yesterday. I I I when it was over, I was tired of worrying about the blinds. I went to bed worrying about the blinds. I woke up this morning and I'm like, can we please stop worrying about the blinds? Yeah. How is this like linen hanging between you and dis- doom? How is it like? The one piece of fabric (laughs) separates life from death. (laughs) Well, it's (laughs) you're not wrong. Like the blinds drove me crazy while they were happening, while they weren't happening, and while they were trying to replace them with a blanket. And I just thought, stop it. Did did I miss the most obvious? Did I miss? I I felt like I watched this movie fairly well, but did I did I go and pee or something when they explained exactly what Skyline was? did, did I miss so, it? No, I think so it's just you're looking outside. For, for starters, there it is. There's I just want you to know that Netflix can pause, so you can right, go pee. Right, but no, no, I don't, I don't pause these kind of movies. Okay, you're a very strange <laughs> man. So, <laughs> so no, I just want to get it over with. Yeah. Right. So it's it's just like a word that some people use to describe what you see when you live in a really high flat and you look out. Like that's all. That's a yeah. the the so many times in the movie someone looks out of the windows at the skyline. That's mm. it. Well, yeah, I, and I get that, and that's what I, I thought I too. But I it's still what a skyline. D- is I just name. didn't understand. Was it because it was their perspective? I didn't understand. It's just a dumb. Understand. It's just a dumb title. I think. I think it's a bad title. So I'm with Dunaway here. It could have yeah. been a better title. I, I agree. I was hoping that there was going to be an alien animated Nissan Skyline car that came. <laughs> annoyed by that as well um all right here's your clips this starts with i look i have been known to enjoy not enjoy i kind of hate it actually it's my gross moment of the movie but you know when a movie goes all out to give me a a a well-made barf uh i'll i'll capture it so i did here's a well-made barf there you go letting Mm -hmm. it loose right there i'm telling you out of the way quickly for this movie i Mm -hmm. so so want to be sound crew for uh, just one time I want to go with a really good uh, encapsulated microphone recording system into a bathroom <laughs> with a freaking open can of vegetable soup and mm-hmm. pour it into the like you could just hear mm-hmm. you can hear the veggie soup coming out of the can and right into the can. Seriously, yeah. play it. I think our first I think our more our best one that we ever did was John Goodman in uh, that movie about the writer. What was that called? Uh, uh, yeah, Barton Fink. Barton Fink. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to play that again just for fun. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh really oh. just just really laid into it on now, that. that one sounds like a glass of water being poured in yeah it doesn't have the it doesn't have the full the chunky campbell's <laughs> texture that i'm looking for yeah you're right oh, that's a good one yeah, that's a good one well that's the new one was that, the, that was the skyline one yeah, yeah okay. that's the one i just played um all right that here's not like her puking that sounds like a dude like a key grip I could do a good puking sound. Yeah, let's see. It doesn't sound like her, does it? She's a lovely girl, but all I kept thinking the whole movie was like, man, you need a mint after all that. Every single person in the movie, you just got the feeling that they had bad breath. Everyone. But her in particular, because she had puked and then on went the day. 
they never unpacked your toothbrush. No. Did anybody else really like the uh, time lapse uh, shot? No. Oh, the panning across the apartment okay. while they're all getting up, sitting down, walking around. Da, da, da. No. It was so useless, so pointless. It was like, oh, you know what? I, I really wanted it. to do one of those time lapse things. Oh, let's do it for this film. Yeah, that's no that's how I, I agree with Vivit. I hate it. I liked it. And I, I particularly liked it from the actor's perspective. Where they're like, we're gonna, we're going to take a thirty-minute single shot, mm. and you just need to sit around and drink booze and move and look out the window. Like, it's, I thought that was like, <laughs> I, I, I can think about. It's all I can think about was that telling the actors, okay, the camera's over here now, so you got to go over and sit in this couch and look mm-hmm. pensive, and then get up and walk around, and mm-hmm. and yeah. they have that little tiny, like... they have that camera just slowly moving, right? Isn't that how that works? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it on a track. Like, seems like a and you have pan. to stay out in front of it. And you have like it goes for like an hour, and you like they just move around here now and then. Like I, I don't know why I thought that was a lot of fun. I was like, I want to, I want to make that shot. Like, screw the rest of this movie. It, it was yeah, it was it was okay. It was nice. It was a nice mix up because there was a lot of slow mo shots, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of shots that kind of were alienating. So this one that didn't bother me too much. I I liked the uh, the mix up. I don't mind it. it. I just don't think it mattered because in the end of it. They, oh, absolutely. Even even well, right after the end of it, what's his name's in the bathroom looking at his uh you know his spreading disease, and then he comes right, back his, out his alien chest hair. He comes back out in the in the uh, whatever his name is the I can't think of his name the guy from Dexter mm-hmm. says uh sit down and relax you're you're fine just everyone relax and I'm thinking you just showed me a shot of everyone doing that in high speeds time lapse <laughs> you can't just act like nobody's been sitting around you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that's where it broke for me, and that's why it bugged me. All right, here's a some kind of something. I don't know what this is. Yeah, well, you should have thought about that before you shot the piece of shit. Oh, I just like that line. That's what it was. Is Speaking that, of are shooting, they talking about the director. Yeah, right. <laughs> they yeah. just kept it in. It's like, you Speaking know of shooting pieces of shit, man, I, I swear if uh, Terry, uh, you know, Turk from Scrubs, it, it shot shot that little pistol <laughs> one more time. Oh yeah, it he's into very, it. It felt it felt very Harlem Nights there, Randy. What'd you what'd you think? Mm. Oh god. I just it was like uh, like the whole thing. We we're trapped on the roof. Why would you let go of the door? I thought you had the door. Oh guys. Yeah. Guys. It's like a Benny Hill no skit up there. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. This, I'm sorry. And dumb. then they're shooting at the door. No. How did the no, door get no, open no. again? Oh, she was there. She opened yep. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She looked directly this, into the light. Yeah. This movie is the yeah. tro- is filled with the trope of somebody coming in at the last second. Yeah. Like it's so yeah. ma- it happens so many times, you get tired of it. You get numb to it. I forgot how much there was mm-hmm. until you just said that. Uh, all right, here's some really bad dialogue. This is at that party. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> Again, there's hardly any dialogue in the latter half of the movie, so most of it I got early in. What's there is not great, but here you go. Listen to this. Hey, is this the boy wonder? Yeah, and his lovely lady. Yeah. Right. Hey, it's good to meet you, man. Ugh, gosh, dang it. <laughs> lovely lady. Ugh, I'm really him. trying hard to be the guy from Nakatomi Plaza who says, Bubby. <laughs> 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 Every movie's got got to have that guy. Actually, yeah. chicken the bucket there, he never showed up again. He seemed like he was supposed to be a part of things. and then that yeah, was well, right. He got, he got sucked up movie. early on, right? Yeah, <laughs> he was out of there. Uh, here's this one. What's this? Oh, this is one of the lines. They're not dead. They're just really, really pissed off. Oh, man. You don't know that. Yeah. No, he doesn't know anything. He says things, but he doesn't know. Yeah. Here's the Wilhelm scream. Ah! There you yeah, go. I was kind of surprised to hear that when I heard it. I was like, oh, 2010, we're still doing that? Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, a cop got shot off the thing, and 
There was no stopping. Movies, we still have it, don't we? Like current movies mm-hmm. where they put the stupid Will. I'm, I'm done with the Will Home screen. I'm completely. Yeah. It just don't distracts need that me. anymore. Distracts me. You hear it and you go, yeah. oh right. man, that's right. This is a movie made by people who think they're clever. <laughs> F you. <laughs> All right, let's do this. I'm- Film sack checklist. It goes a little something like this. Matrix tentacles. Check. A tiny dog will always get you killed. Check. And save a crap ton of money by filming the whole thing in your in your own house. Check. Uh, Star Trek connections are interesting. I could have sworn the old guy with the dog was in Star Trek. And part of that comes from his IMDb photo where he looks like a Star Trek alien. But according to Daryl, he's not in Star Trek. And I didn't take the time to look. But uh, if you guys want to look up... Uh, What's his name? Where is it? Uh, Rob Ga- uh, Robin Gamel. He played Walt. Great IMDb photo. He looks like a, maybe it was oh, from yeah, like Walt. some other show that was a science fiction show. But he has like a Star Trek alien head and everything. Uh, I was sure it'd be him, but it wasn't. Instead, we have Scotty Thompson, the girl, pregnant girlfriend. Uh, she played Elaine in the 2009 Star Trek from J.J. Abrams. She plays Nero's wife in that. Uh, hmm. Nero played by That's Eric right. Bana, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, J. Paul Bomer, who played Colin. He's the guy in the garage with his wife that freaked out and he got oh, sucked yeah. and then Colin! let go and then killed again. I don't need your help. Yeah, that's the guy. Uh, he played a Cardassian in DS9. He played oh, he looks uh, like a dude, two different dudes in Voyager and two different dudes in Enterprise, including a Nazi SS officer in the episode Zero Hour and Stormfront on Enterprise. So that guy was busy doing Star Trek. Hmm. Here he was a just a guy I, to die. I'm going to say that, that that picture that you're looking at of Robin Gamel with that thing on his head that makes him look like he's in Star Trek yeah. is from Star Trek. It's that is uh, Star Trek Next Generation. It's got to be, right? And I've got yeah. the link to prove it. it has to be. Why didn't Daryl catch that one? Darryl. I don't know. Daryl. I don't know. Daryl, push their buttons better or whatever you do to get these. Yeah, I'm trying to find. Uh, don't we have. I thought we had a film sack uh, group thing. There it is right there. Putting it right there. And you're going to find it right there. And click that. That is Robin Gamel in Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. Oh, nice. Good job. Why Good catch. It, why is it not? Well, I was I was trying to figure out what. If that wasn't from uh, Next or Star Trek, what the heck was that from? Because that's the, uh, the classic uh, Star Trek. Let's glue stuff to somebody's forehead to make an alien. Totally. I thought maybe Babylon 5, but you're right. It's TNG. Yeah. And it was episode. Uh, the episode was called Attached, Attached from 1993. Okay. Yeah, Daryl, come on, man. IMDb photo and everything. I just like to give him heat. He uh, Captain Picard and Dr. Crusher learn to discover things about one another when they are captured by an opposing alien race due to the fact that the Enterprise has come to allow the planet's other civilization the choice of being part of the Federation. Hubba hubba. Discover things about each other. <laughs> Learn things about each oh, other. Oh, I remember that. They're they're both injured. Uh and they there's a whole episode where they're just nursing each other back to health and trying to survive. Mm. It's actually okay. pretty good. It's a decent mm. episode. Nursing back to health. She never once says, Oh no. <laughs> she never no. says that. She never says that. By oh. the way, yeah. <laughs> uh a couple weeks ago on Film Sack, I uh I started uh, raving about the Orville and and talking about how it's out Star Trek and Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's some people who do not agree. I mm. uh I'm sorry. Oh no, people see it as a very <laughs> people see it as a very encroaching thing when you're when you approach their Trek fandom and say there's something 
better than that that they think is a parody of, of I, Trek, they get pissed. Right. Yeah. I, th- I think if you like the next generation, I think this is a perfect place to continue that. If you want to, you know, look at something beyond that, then yeah. Yeah. Well, I, also, I, think I, don't, I don't think it's a bad comparison. It's not a, you know, it's not a hundred percent just a send up. It's a, it's weird. It's like, it's parody, but it's, n- but it's not. It's it's a weird right. thing that show, and I it's, don't I don't yeah, know why people absolutely have to get so... not parody. It, there's a lot more homage. There's a lot more love letter writing, but the, it's also its own thing. Like this is its own thing, yeah. and and like I I think it's really good. Like the outcome of it is really good. I don't I I still say the show ha- is way better than it has any right to be, mm. considering who's making it, who's starring in it, blah blah blah. Mm. But like somehow, what actually shows up on TV is really freaking good mm. and i would not be surprised to see it get uh that one episode in particular from three weeks ago get nominated for emmy oh. and i just think uh wow. I, I think it's okay to like things you know like i <laughs> where i want to where i always want to push back is when all you can do is go around tearing stuff down right yeah. i'm not saying star trek discovery is bad i'm just saying it's not as good as this well, this new season of Discovery is sure getting mm. raves. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving the new season, the current season of Discovery. I think everybody can just should just like the things they like. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah and if you don't speaking. like it, that's totally cool too. Yeah, if you don't like it, that's fine. If you like it, great. If I like something you don't like, you don't have to come at me. Exactly. That just means more for you. Yeah. If you don't like it, more for me. Thanks. Yeah. Aw, Aww. nice of you. More look, for me. Look what well, we've And done. the great thing about <laughs> entertainment is that it's not a buffet that's only getting stocked once. Mm-hmm. We can all have as much or as little as we want. We've that's solved right. everything right. in one fail swoop. <laughs> I just want to end it on a positive note there. <laughs> um, all right, where's the... <laughs> Where where was I? Oh, uh, soundtrack great. I give it an, an A for the effects. I thought they were amazing. Uh, really good, amazing effects, sound stuff, sound mixing, all of it. Really oh, good. Oh, sound effects. Okay. Yeah, yes. but music boring and uneventful. Yeah, boring. It's nothing about it that was interesting. Although everyone well, was done while, by the guy with the Casio in twenty one B. Yeah, <laughs> it is, the guy next door. Uh, we're friends. He'll do it. Um, but yeah, like the there was a quality to it. And I don't mean the quality and like the quality quality of it. I mean like the sound of it almost sounded like the Avengers theme occasionally. So that whole, right. nah, 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 you know, that whole thing. I every once in a while I'd hear the Avengers theme kind of start in their music, and then it would go away, and I'd be like, "All right, that's not the Avengers theme." It was weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's something I love about that <laughs> Avengers theme, and I think it's mostly the memes that have been done with that music. I agree. Yes. Yeah. If you're taking, watching that app taking... still, that app is full of those. You never think it's yeah. so great. Yeah. It's so many of those. I love that. It's really da, good. Da, da, da. It's perfect. It's just the thing of our day. Well done. Yeah. All right, let's get to the Twitter post. Uh, sorry, 280 characters or less where you guys sum up this film. Let's start with Randy Jordan. Skyline. A couple of supermodels travel across the country to party with other sexy people and get pregnant and then end up holed up with... John Favreau's Hispanic twin brother Juan Favreau, and they all they all drink all the remaining booze just like a Saturday night at Ibitau. Oh, I knew it was coming. I did. I keep not seeing it coming. But I, I did not I, see that coming. I feel like I, I should have saw it coming. More. Should have saw it. All right. Well, there you go. Let's uh, now move over to Brian Dunaway. Skyline. Hey, let me ask you a question. 
<laughs> is this movie like aliens impregnate in your city skyline with brain abducting aliens for Lord knows what? Too many questions. <laughs> right. Hashtag. Hashtag too many questions. There you go. Uh, then finally, Brian Ibbett. Skyline, red brain, yellow brain, blue brain, no brain. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, Dr. Houston, it. Yeah. Perfect. That was really good, actually. Nice. Uh, well, on that note, I've just been handed these alternate titles. It was almost called Sky Lame. Mm. See? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Or Mustache McGee takes on the aliens. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, today, I'm not doing emails. Instead, I'm doing phone calls. Oh. We got voicemails. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, Ooh, these, will be, wow. these will be fun to play here on the show. Oh, it'd help if I move them in here. Okay, here we go. Here's one that we got about Mark Hamill. And you'll understand as I play it. Here you go. I am Sci-Fi calling. Just listened to the Logan's Run episode and felt like I needed to leave a voicemail real quick before I forgot. Uh Dunaway mentioned that uh, whenever he sees Mark Hamill in a film, he is very, very happy. And Scott mentioned that uh, he feels like Mark Hamill is always going to be Luke Skywalker. Well, Mark Hamill is something else to me. The Joker, and he's played him a lot over the years. Uh, Mark Hamill's become one of the most prolific voice actors I can possibly think of, uh, not only just being there, but also being in stuff like Avatar The Last Airbender and especially going to be in the new uh, uh, Invincible animated series uh, coming to Amazon pretty soon. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, hmm. not just Luke to me. Most definitely also the Joker. All right. Did you have any idea they were doing an Invincible animated thing? I did not. That, that – uh... And, and, you know, with no regard to making a joke about what I'm about to say, that definitely pricked up my ears. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. I think it sounds yeah. great. All right, we got one more call. This one's also about um, the movie. Uh, uh, no, Logan's Run. Oh, Logan's Run. Okay. Uh, related to that. So here you go. This is uh, Desiree. I was going on in regards to the uh, Logan's Run episode. I wanted to mention that um, my mom loves that movie she loves it so much that she told me that she was going to name me logan if i was born a boy which i may have to have a little talk with my mom but anyhow i wanted to know if you guys were born a girl what do you think your mom would have named you based on her favorite movie actor or uh, song writer or whatever i love to hear your answer all right, Desiree, thank you for the for the call. And uh, this one's an easy one for my mom, but I can't think of his name. Um, so you guys remember, um, uh, not Samurai. What was it called? Um, Shogun. Uh, <laughs> who's the guy in Shogun? Oh, Richard Chamberlain? Yes. She would have called me Richard for Richard Chamberlain if I was a girl. Now, if I was a guy, I am a guy. So since I was born a guy and it would have been a lady, <laughs> that gets a little trickier because I my mom was always like, Oh, Tom Selleck, he sure is a handsome whatever. Or, oh, so-and-so, he sure good. She never talked about female performers or actors. So it's a lot harder for me from that angle. Um, yeah. I, I, I'll just guess something, though. I'll say um, probably Julie for Julie Andrews, because she was obsessed with Julie Andrews. Or possibly uh, uh, Streisand. So what's her first name? Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> I could have been Barbara. Barbara. Yeah, my my mom had love hate with Barbara Streisand. She mm-hmm. was like 
enthralled with her as a singer and a performer and all that. But my mom lived her whole life in a very conservative place where you're supposed to hate Barbara Streisand for being mm. a liberal. Mm. And so it was like hard for my mom. <laughs> but wow. since I'm since I'm going, um, <clears throat> she absolutely loved Carol Burnett. I would have been named Carol in <laughs> under those circumstances. I was I was actually told that uh, I was named after uh, some some uh, distant relatives that had passed away shortly before I was born. Mm. Uh, but I was told that if that hadn't happened, I was going to somehow be named for Robert Redford. My mom thought Robert Redford was the sexiest, most perfect human being that was ever made. Oh, my mom too. They're Ah, definitely of the same cut. Yeah. Yeah. Robert. So Rob, you're almost Robert Jordan. And that's a name of, or maybe Redford is a first name. Oh, Redford Jordan. That's even cooler. You'd have to write novels or something though. Right. Luckily, Luckily for me, and it's not an actress, but you know, there is a feminine form of Brian's Brianna mm-hmm. uh, or Brianna. Uh, so that was pretty easy, but she, you know, uh, she liked to watch the scary movies early on. So I don't know if she would have went with the actress's name, but she might've called me Rosemary from Rosemary's baby. <laughs> seems like, seems like that's like the wrong connection you like right. to make with your child. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love I mean, that you're, you, I mean, you have this connection, spawn. but this is right. a cool connection to have your, with your mom because you're, you're known for your love of of horror, yeah. And I didn't know that your mom was sort of into it. She, uh, oh yeah, especially especially during that age when uh, when I was real young, she was more into that. She 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 can't stand them now. She hates them. Mm. But uh, I remember she uh she we went to the drive-in. I've told the story before, I believe, but uh, she took me to the drive-in and she saw I was asleep in the back seat, and I must have been three or four, and we saw The Exorcist, and oh, wow. uh, yeah, that'll and ruin so, you. Yeah. When I say when I say we saw, it was more like I just occasionally would I saw some things. <laughs> yeah. Amityville Horror was that for me, the drive in movie that had the right. the scariest effect on me. I probably uh you know, it's funny, my mom had a big long list of male names. Chandler. I was almost a Chandler. Wow. Believe it or not. Wow. Um but uh, I don't remember any of the female names that she had, but she was a fan of Phoebe Snow, mm-hmm. the music of uh, Phoebe Snow at the time. So I could have seen being a Phoebe. Oh, my gosh. Phoebe kind of... or Chandler? Are you kidding Phoebe me? Phoebe or Chandler. I could have been one third of friends. Were you almost a Monica for a hot, hot second? My gosh. Who knows? I could have been. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> that would have been really funny because obviously that would have been before Friends and you would have just be stuck with the Friends legacy. Right, exactly. Yeah, there, were, there were worst names, uh, there were worst characters to be named after. I don't know any Rosses in real life. Uh, so that would be... One. Oh, I do. Do you? I don't know any Rosses. <laughs> oh, I know lots of Rosses. <laughs> very, I work in an office full of Rosses. The very first guy I was paired up with in college, like that, like I moved into the temporary dorm room because they didn't have my dorm room ready. Mm-hmm. His name was Ross. And so he and I were only roommates for a week. One week. And that's somehow like going to college far away and being thrown with a person. Like that pinned us together forever mm-hmm. <laughs> and his name was ross oh wow brian you're uh or uh, Ibit, your mom should have named you uh danny torrance I think that <laughs> yeah, have been. right that would have been perfect that yeah, would have been an easier you would have gotten that or, job or marcel yeah marcel or... was probably <laughs> <laughs> another friend's reference fantastic all right. That's right uh that's gonna do it for those calls thank you for those 801-471-0462 that's eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. If you'd like to leave a voicemail for the show, we'll be happy to play them here. Or you can do the traditional thing. Send us emails, filmsack at gmail.com. Our next movie will be The Effect of the Butterfly, or as it was called in theaters, The Butterfly Effect. Mm. Uh, That's right. Uh, yeah, sweet. Actually- 
Ashton Kutcher made a movie. Mm-hmm. You did. Um, at the time, people were like, oh, I'm going to go see something that's wacky. It'll be a zany. No, it's a movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a, not a horror movie. What would we call this? It's like a, it's a thriller. It's a thriller. Psychological thriller. Okay. Yeah. Never saw it. I have no idea what I'm getting into here. So, I mean, I, kinda, see, I know. Did you see oh. part two? No, How about I part three? I haven't seen any of it. I, I assume it's about the actual butterfly effect, which I do know what that is, but. Um, thanks to, thanks to yeah, Jeff Goldblum and uh, exactly. Jurassic Park. Uh, uh, right. It's so a, if the, if the, uh, yeah, if the yeah, water uh, chaos, uh, drips yeah. down the uh, <laughs> hand of credits. And there's no, there's no step three. Yeah, they, uh, right. you are going to actually have dinosaurs on the uh, tour. Right? <laughs> yeah, like. I get to use that. I get to use that line when we were in Vegas, by the way. We went to uh, the Flamingo Hotel because they specifically have wildlife habitat behind them. And there used to be penguins in there. It's free to go into, and, and it's not even advertised hardly anymore. But you go through the casino, and then the back says wildlife habitat, and you go back there. And um, we walked around for maybe about 20 minutes, and I, I said, uh, you are planning on having wildlife in your wildlife <laughs> habitat. <laughs> My uncle started Smart. laughing. That's good. Uh, finally, we rounded a corner and we found like uh, swans and and uh, turtles and weird looking ducks and stuff like that. I would have weird laughed. Weird looking ducks. I would have laughed at all of that as well. That's very funny. Yeah, That's yeah. A good one. <laughs> well, uh, we'll do that next week. It's the Ashton Kutcher psychological thriller, The Butterfly Effect. That butterfly um, show is what it's going to be called. Yeah, that butterfly oh show. God. It'll be. <laughs> and, and I love that. I love when we when we first started talking about it, Scott. Uh, this was off the air here. Scott was like, uh, I said, "There's Amy Smart's in this movie," and Scott's like, "Does she take her top off?" I don't think I oh, said no, it quite like that. No, yeah. That was me actually. Oh, was I, think you? I, said, okay. I hope she keeps her top. Did she keep her top on? Oh uh, yeah, that was it. But ah, see, misappropriation of uh, uh, thought funds. Oh right, my, my I'm I think I'm accurate. I think my memory <laughs> is more accurate than than okay. than. Your feelings. Fair Gosh, enough. If only Fair I'd enough. ever recorded this, then we would have proof, but I didn't. I forgot to. Nope. It's all right. The government records everything we say over this, so they'll have it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's so weird. So there you go. Uh, go to filmsack.com in the meantime. That's our website. You got links to everything there. People are always like, wait, where are all the old shows? Oh, they're on the feed. You just got to go sub to it. It's all there at filmsack.com. And if you're feeling spicy, you can leave us that voicemail, 801-471-0462. Leave us an email, filmsack at gmail.com. Uh, and you can leave us reviews on wherever you get your podcast. That would be fantastic. You can also follow us on Twitter, at filmsack. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Jared. Jared. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.